Welcome to Trust Me, the podcast. We are your hosts, Beth Finkel and Kiana Salucci. And we are here to share with you how we create magic in our everyday while balancing family, careers, and relationships. One of our listeners reached out to us to talk about confidence. Now, I think we could both self-proclaim that we have, but what we pushed each other on is that, is it confidence or is it ego? And what is the difference between the two? Wow. I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I've always looked at ego almost like a repellent. Mm. That's good. Like something that, like a characteristic that one has that almost pushes people away. Yeah. Right? Confidence has always been something that I feel like has like like drawn people toward you. Like it's... Mm I know I'm attracted to people that are confident. You know what I mean? Like if someone wears that hat of confidence, that's where I'm at because I'm constantly always wanting to like better myself and not, no, not to high measures, but like, I always want to learn more. I always want to get a different perspective. I always want to understand different things um, or understanding things that I just don't understand or know. So naturally, I think that I'm attracted to confident people, but that's, that has always been one thing that has differentiated the two was one that's, one is like a repellent and the other one draws people closer to you. I just want to tap into that a little bit further because I think about like, why are you attracted to that? And like, for me, it's like confidence at the root of confidence is having some level of action that you can trust Mm -hmm. that people are going to show up how they have always shown up. Right. And they're not going to flip flop or people are going to do what they say they're going to do. And you can trust that. Yeah. And I think that's the attraction is just that consistency and trust that's there. Right. But I've like instantly like it's it's crazy because I've instantly run into people that have like an ego about them. And I think growing up, I don't know why, maybe it's just me, but an ego wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Like no. it was almost <laughs> like I think people didn't know the difference between the two maybe and maybe they combine like ego and confidence into one but it wasn't necessarily like a negative thing no but you gotta also think about where we grew up out of the gates had to be resilient just mm-hmm. in general just in general what's important about that because i think everybody has a little bit of an ego oh, of course i think what's yeah. important about it is that you know how to check yourself when the ego is in the driver's seat because I think the ego, to your point of, of a repellent, the ego is constantly seeking for validation externally. Yep. And you should not need external validation to feel good about yourself. You should get that shit from within. Yeah. 
And I also think one of the biggest things that I've learned, even from people before that may have been very arrogant, you know, and, and had like, you know, a huge ego, is that one thing about ego is it's self-created, right? Yeah. Where to me, confidence is earned. It's from hard work. But ego is something that only you create. So it's one-sided. There's no yeah. facts. It's almost like ego isn't real. It's something that you made up. And also the ego part is something that's seeking for measures that aren't going to move you forward. Yeah. So it's, for example, when I think about ego versus confidence, there's an element of ego that is fragile, just in general. Because you're always seeking for validation from external places. And if it's not there in the moment or you're not seeking in the right places and you're not getting that, then you start to doubt yourself. Yeah. Versus confidence when you have a level of that self-assurance inside, that confidence really moves you forward. You don't need that external validation. And you understand that with confidence, things aren't going to be perfect and that you're going to kind of hit the roadblocks. You're going to kind of hit the trouble area and you will be okay. And the challenges will happen, but you'll move through them because you're able. Yeah. Yeah. I think that with also with confidence, I mean, with ego, it's, self-proclaim everything that you're saying and thinking is something that only you think yeah um but it's also and this is just from experience a lot of the people that had huge egos then and that were never checked it's life will handle it for you so if you have a big ego and you do not know how to check your ego Life or have check the right it. people around you to, to check, check you. your ego, your ego, life will check it for you. And a lot of times it just like breaks you down. Take what you thought was yours. Yeah. And that's the scary part about it is that like, if you're walking around with this huge ego and you feel as though you're the best at whatever it is and you're, you're this and you're that. And it's like self-proclaimed, like like, and not facts. It's almost like it's not real. Yeah. Life will handle it for you. Confidence is something <laughs> um, that is earned, something that you work towards. Confidence yeah. is usually something that people see in you. You know what I mean? It's not self Totally. It's something that someone sees in you. And confidence is a differentiator in that way, I yeah. think. The, the one thing I'm thinking about, like, when you do have an ego there has to be to your point mechanisms in place that you almost right away know that that's showing up for you yeah so that you can start curbing it or toning it back and i think one of the resolutions to that is humility which is really hard yeah humility is hard because when you're humble that's a very vulnerable place Sometimes. Yeah. And I think people with big egos, like I don't want to paint them out to be, you know, bad people. I think they use these big egos or, or have been successful with these big egos because they, they've used them as a defense mechanism. They're scared. You know, I, I think about people that I've worked with in the past and you can almost tell they have a big ego before they even speak. 
Yeah. It's just the way that they hold their body. It's the it's the mannerisms that they have. It's the interconnection. You know, they come in and there's just an air about them. Mm-hmm. And then when they speak, it's just very challenging to meet them in the middle. Yeah. And and I've even worked with people where, you know, they they have made you feel bad about yourself if you don't know a certain thing like even silly things like you know how companies use acronyms all the time and like one of the first weeks I was at a job and I didn't understand an acronym and so I raised my hand and said like sorry what does that mean like I I'm not familiar and like this person made me feel so stupid about that and I was just like the fact that that was your go-to I feel more bad for you because something is going on inside of you that you're trying to protect and and ego is the only tool that you have whereas he could have he or she could have easily said oh this acronym is stands for blah 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 that would have showed confidence like hey i know what i know what i know for sure and i'm going to educate you so you know but the ego was i'm going to make you feel stupid I'm going to make you feel And it dark. was a she, just she, to yeah. be clear. It was a she, and it was very much like, I'm going to put you in your place so you know that I'm top dog. Yeah. And that's just the role that you're going to play, and this is the role that I'm going to play. Do you think, like, a lot of times I think that ego isn't something that someone's choosing, right? They're not, like, walking in, like, oh, let me grab my ego at the door, put it on, and walk into this building. But oh, I yeah. feel like, or this workspace, or to wherever, I do feel as though... It's because they aren't confident in who they are. So when that confidence is lacked, it's almost like, oh, I don't have the confidence or I don't want to feel small when I walk into this building or go into this meeting or whatever. Yeah. So I need to get this false delusion of who I am or even like not even who I am, because obviously they're not comfortable there, but who I want to be. Yeah. So I need to I need to almost like blow into myself to make myself bigger. Yep. I agree with you 100%. Instead of walking in confidently as who you are and then coming out bigger because you were open enough to obtain so much information. And when you walk in confidently, you open a door to let that other person in and see you. I think people with big egos come in with this element of self-importance and that's how they derive their value is the self-importance. Yeah. Whereas someone with confidence may derive their value through a collective accomplishment of what's going to happen together or maybe what has happened before. Yeah. Have you, do you think you've ever walked in like, because like you said before, I think everyone has a little ego here and there. And sometimes you got to check it. You know, most times you should check it. Have you, is there any um, time in your life that you like had that ego like you wore that chip oh my god yes actually a lot of times and i think again you know i use that as armor to move forward you know armor to stake my claim armor to show my knowledge and wherewithal but a specific time i worked with this this female very long time and her and i are about the same age you know, have kids together, have gone through a lot of life stuff together. Very good working relationship. And I distinctly remember that we were 
putting together a project for our department and my ego was saying that I was the person to lead the project. But ultimately, it wasn't me. I didn't have the space to do it. I was, you know, the project was really getting more into the nitty gritty of like giving tactical advice, practical solutions, speaking, you know, directly to the individuals where I sort of sat in my role more in that organizational level, um, higher on sort of that culture piece. And so we went back and forth and like, I wanted it to be me. I wanted to be the face of this program. My ego was definitely in the driver's seat there. And thank God that she had enough emotional regulation and, and, and intelligence, quite frankly, to say, let me show you my points. Like, I don't want you to be fearful that this isn't you. And essentially, long story short, she said, if it does well, it's you anyway. You're the director of the program. If it does well, it's going to be, you're going to get the accolades anyway. But she's like, I'm, and I think she even said this, like, I'm removing egos totally out of the pictures. I think you're bringing the ego in. And she was absolutely right. And she was like, this, these are the facts. Like, it should be this because of this. It should be this because of this. And when I saw it laid out in front of me, like there was no disputing that my ego was in the driver's seat there. Right. And so we did go with her direction. It did have a higher impact and it hit the mark and had, you know, hit the mark more for our audience because we went with that direction. Now, at the end of the day, the decision was mine, but I could have gone with and, and, you know, canceled out what all of her thoughts and, and the right way to go. I could have canceled all of that out. But luckily, I was able to check myself to say, you know what, let me slow down and think about what's really making this decision for me right now. And it was an element of self-importance that was at stake for me. And that's what was coming into play versus what was better for the business. Right. Mm. What about you? So I feel like I've worn the ego hat many of times. Um, A lot of it was early in my career. Um, And a lot of it was just being young and, and not knowing the difference between ego and confidence and always feeling like I had to like show who I was before I could actually like, and I think we talked about this before, but show who I was before I could actually like speak to people and talk to them and have them have a good understanding of me. Yeah. And when I mean show who I was, and this was just like a defense mechanism, right? Um, a lot of times, I don't know if, if any of our listeners or if this has ever been you or you were put in this position, but a lot of times when you're put into a position or you are seeking a position that not many of you are seen in that position. And when I mean that, I mean, it could be your gender. It could Mm -hmm. be your race. It could be your size. It could be anything that discriminates against who you are, the kind of people that are like you. Right. And I think that not that I was trying to be better or show myself as like a better person, but a lot of times I put like my accolades forward, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And on the front um, before I opened up and allow people to see me and who I was in spite of everything that I've, I've built or done. 
Yeah. Um, but it was, it was for me, like I said, it was a defense mechanism. It was, you know, I've always felt like I had to work harder or do more just to be seen in the same room. Yeah. So a lot of times when you, when you have that, um, background, naturally you will put forth like, this is who I am. This is what I've done. This is, and even though it wasn't something that I was consciously trying to do, I think that was ego speaking. Yeah. Well, it's ego because it's, it, it sounds like adopting that beginner's mindset wasn't in the question right. when the ego was, was speaking. But the, the irony of it all is that the reason you are where you are is because you started with a beginner's mindset. Right. Right. And so even without all of those accolades, the confidence is in who you are. Right. That is what got you to those things. Those are just things. And I think once that wall was broken, right? Once I had to like like show myself prove that that makes sense. Yeah. Um the confidence came out and it shined because that's who I am. Yeah. Naturally, you know. Um I've always worked hard. Um for whatever it is that I wanted or have. Um, so that's where the confident was like birth, but I, it was almost like, but that's intrinsic. Yeah. That's intrinsic. It's not a plaque of self importance. You know, right. it's not a story that you're telling yourself that you've always worked hard. That is what it is. Yeah. That is intrinsically you. And I think that like going into a leadership role, with owning a business, like having that part, right. Of that, that bit of ego in the beginning and understanding that that doesn't get you far. Yeah. For me at that point in time, I felt like that was the only window in, you know, um, but it doesn't get you far. And then almost like checking myself and moving more towards the confidence side of like, this is what you are, Kiana. Like, this is what you've built. This is who, like, you, this is what you are on paper. Let that show and not like everything you want them to believe about you. Yeah. Right. And I think too, it's not even just about working hard. Right. I think it's about knowing yourself. Yeah. Yep. Like, like for me, like confidence is deeply knowing yourself and allowing other people to know you. Right. Like, I, I think that's how I derive my confidence. And I guess when I was speaking, like working hard, not like physically at a job, I'm talking about on yourself. Yeah. Because okay. there are so many people that work hard that have zero confidence. So I'm, when I say working hard, I'm not saying that like you're at this job and you're just putting all this work and naturally this confidence is going to come. I don't mean in that sense. I mean, working hard on yourself because there are centering so many yourself. centering yourself and understanding yourself and like loving yourself. That's yeah. where confidence happens at. It's that continuous work on yourself. Because there's been times where I did not feel as confident. and But people still seen this confidence in me. And I could not see it whatsoever. Yeah. You know? And that's but probably when your ego kicked up. That's when, when your you ego were like up. doubting yourself. Or you're not feeling your strongest or at your best. That's probably when your ego is like rearing. You know, we talk about internal family systems. Yeah. Ego has a place at the table. Yep. And that's probably when they're wanting to have like first dibs at the dinner. Like, yep. no, kids eat first, baby. Yep. 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 And I think like when I 
got back into uh, work living in Maine and I started the studio, I like, it was almost, I checked myself because I felt myself going back there because here I am starting a whole new journey, right? Where no one knows you, no one knows anything about what you built, who you were, right? And you're starting somewhere brand new with a new audience. I remember like when I was like getting all my, you know, uh, doing my business plan, trying to figure out if this is going to work. And I remember like that little bit of ego coming in. I haven't seen her in a while, but she came in because here she goes having to prove herself again. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, my price is going to be this. I'm going to do this. I've done this. I've had this. This is who I was. All these things. And I remember like swallowing it. And getting back to that blank canvas. Getting back to that blank canvas, Kiana. Like if anyone wants to know about you, they'll know. You don't got to walk in showing who you are. You don't got to walk in with a list of all the things you've done. People will figure it out because when you have that confidence, they always will. Oh my God. That will shine out. If they really want to understand you and where you've come from, you don't even have to tell them. They could feel it and they can know it by just having a conversation. So that list of things that you're creating so you can, that illusion that you want these people to see, like trash that. It's done. And I literally had to check myself. I even think, too, for the podcast, right? Like, the podcast kind of goes into that big puzzle piece where I I was, like, confused because I was, like, you know, this is so up her alley being creative and, like, figuring it out, even though – and it's, like, you needed to, like, know – it enough to put your name on it and like get moving and i'm like that's just not like her like she's usually game to like trying to figure out what this is gonna be and now that you know you probably are back you know checking your ego and back into a good place look what the ideas that have come out of you in regards to this podcast this topic or trust me brand to um to our listeners trust me brand is coming your way It's coming. But I think that's what it is, Beth. I think like when you don't come on, when you don't know something for sure and you're walking into a room and you're like, you're not what anyone's going to expect. Yeah. Right. And you haven't worked on yourself enough to be able to walk through that room with this resilient light of like confidence. You you will get swallowed and then the ego will start to come out. Because now you have to prove. So I feel like just working on yourself and the inner you. Totally. That will, like when people say like, oh my gosh, like how do I, how do I get confidence? How do I, and these are people that could be experts at what they do, right? How do I get confidence? How do I, and it's like show up for yourself. Mm. I love that. Show up for yourself every day, every second. I know it's hard. I know with everything else going on, sometimes you're the last person that gets a little slice of that pie, but whatever that looks like for you, show up for yourself. Yeah. And the and more do time it consistently, consistently. Do and the it more times you do it, I kid you not, you're going to walk in a room with your head a little bit higher, a little bit higher, I agree. a little bit higher to the point where you're like, Oh, I got this. And if you're going to let anyone down, it better not freaking be yourself. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, right? We would go, you know how like you're in those younger stages, like the, like, I mean, even into like, gosh, like later teen years, I would say from the beginning to later. And we would go into a party or we were going into a store, whatever it is we were walking into. A party? A party. You never saw me there. Beth, you she never was, saw me. <laughs> Beth was the party, y'all. Beth was the party. 
<laughs> so, but whatever it is, when you're walking into a room full of people, I remember it being like a thing with like my cousins, my friends, like you walk in first. No, you walk in first. No, you walk in first. No, you walk in first. I remember that being a thing. Like I'm not walking in first, right? And I, I, I remember, remember that because probably because I always walked in first. I, so I always walked in first, right? And even though I was nervous, scared, you're not sure what's going to go, you know, want to be in. I was the one that was like, oh, I got this, even though I was like shaking in my bones. But I walked in first. And I remember as a young kid saying like, never be afraid to walk in first. Oh my gosh. You're like, gonna make me cry. I remember like, 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 I don't know. Like I always like say that, like I'm wise beyond my years, but I remember like, like little things I would tell myself and that would last me. I remember like where I was, what I, where I, what I was doing. There's like little snippets that I, um, that I remember of telling myself something. And at this point it was like, don't be afraid. Don't ever be afraid to walk in first. Right. Don't ever be afraid. That's so powerful. And, and even though there's been times where I was afraid, right. Where I've done hair shows and I'm like, oh my gosh, there are thousands of people out there. And I were, you know, then I, you know, tell like, why'd you do this? Why are you even doing this? Are you even that good? Like what, you know, that kind of gets in the way, but I remember always overcoming that. And I remember she's going to crack up when I tell this story. My, my partner at Velvet Lish, we did a hair show at the, um, the premier Orlando hair show. It was a huge hair show. One of the biggest that either one of us at that point has done huge, one of the biggest ones in the United States. And, you know, every segment that we would do, I always opened. I always opened. And I remember us doing like a dress rehearsal prior to, um, us going on. And I was like, Lish, you're going to open. And she's like, no, no, I can't, I can't. I'm like, you're so good. Uh, Like you're this, you're that, like you can do it. And she's like, I can't, I can't. And I remember getting on the stage and it's three of us and we all just kind of introduce ourselves. And I go, and I don't know if this was a good thing or not, but I go (laughs) after I uh, I introduced myself and I go, and Lish is going to open up and tell us what she's doing. And, and did she she kill it? She looked at me. Like, what the fuck did you just do? And she killed it. Like, when I mean killed it, like, killed it. Yeah. And I told her at the end, I was like, I do apologize for making you feel uncomfortable. But I knew that if I made you feel uncomfortable, you would come out on the other side and you would, like, kill it. And you did. And And ever since that day. if he didn't. Who the hell cares? Right. Nobody. Right. She, and nobody. That nobody, doesn't Because no one would have known but us or her, you know. But the thing is, she's never been afraid to open up at a show ever you again. You have to put yourself out there. I yeah. was recently in a business meeting um, with a younger female. And, and this is another kind of tidbit. I feel like, you know, we're at a certain age at a certain point in our careers and, you know, it's easier for us to maybe sit up here and talk about confidence because we've had some trial and error. But what I would encourage people who have had the trial and error to do is think about where you can mentor younger female professionals, because it sounds like you did that in, in a way. But for me, just a couple of weeks ago, I was in a meeting and this woman that I work with kept saying, you know, I don't know if this is a good idea, but this is blah, blah, blah. And she would go into her statements and she would say, you know, maybe this isn't the right thing to say and then go into her statements. 
so I pulled her aside after the meeting and I said, you know, don't doubt yourself. You're invited to these meetings because you have something to say. Otherwise, they wouldn't invite you into these meetings. Yeah. So if you are like one of the phrases that I always tell young female professionals to try on in, in meetings is saying, you know, I don't have this all the way figured out, but I'm hoping that we can get there together. Yep. And then launch into the idea. So you're already putting out your vulnerability. Like, I don't have it all figured out. I'm speaking out loud, but let's work this together. And it's like, you're still doing a really pivotal thing there by bringing the conversation together and bringing it forward. And and nine times out of 10, most of those other people were thinking that too. Yeah. So don't let them get the credit for it. You bring it up. You try to get that conversation going, but don't call yourself out and and talk negatively about yourself saying this is a stupid idea or maybe this has been thought of before. No, it hasn't been thought of before because it hasn't come from you and where you're thinking about. I was just going to say that. Yep. It hasn't come from you. So it hasn't been said before. Exactly. I think that's what it is. It's like the small things. I know this confidence hat and and I don't ever want to come off like, oh, I'm naturally born like this. Like there's been so many times where I was not a hundred percent confident or not even a little bit confident at all, like the lowest of low. So, but I do know that there's simple practices that you can do every day to build that confidence and how you speak, the words that you say. I remember growing up, um, my my family always used this term. And I don't know if it was biblical or not, but uh, it was always life and death is, is at the power of the tongue, right? Um, mm. If you speak it, then that's exactly what you'll be. And if you're always question or second guessing yourself, then it comes out when you talk. And when yeah. you do that, you don't sound confident in what you're saying. So instead of saying, like you were saying, like your colleague was saying, like, you know, I know this is probably said before, or I, this might not be the best thing or this not then, because that's a reflection of how she's feeling inside about what she's saying mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not being confident. Um, but changing your lingo just a little bit just switching those words and that alone will, it's almost like a mind trip. Like you will believe exactly what you're saying, which confidence is something that like you'll give off. It's something that you brew inside, right? It's brewing and then it comes out and then people see it. It's not something you don't ever have confidence and no one sees it. It's like you have confidence. And then that it's an aura that's around you. It's an energy. But I would even take it further by saying, it's a mind body connection because if you are just kind of coming from the ego, that's typically in the mind In the mind, that's a, that's a narrative that you're telling yourself. It's not something that you feel in your body, your body, in your soul. I think when you go through confidence and you're coming from a place of confidence, it's, it's an inner knowing that you feel in your body. And if you can connect that mind body piece, that's transformative. Yeah. For sure. Because then it becomes becomes something that's for sure. You know, like when it's just in your mind, it's just a thought. Yeah. Something I mean, that you I know of. for me, like if I have an ego that's turned on, like typically my heart's racing a certain way. That's a bodily response. I'm embodying that feeling. But if I'm coming from confidence, I can feel it in my heart. Yep. I can feel a steadiness. I can feel, you know, a connection in my gut, but you have to be able to do that work. And maybe that's a tactic that, that we can suggest is spending time 
when we are feeling our absolute best, actually feeling what that feels like in our body. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything like that? I don't know if I consciously do. Like, I don't ever sit and, um, like, have a moment in, in, in time where I carve what out. What about, like, if you're journaling? Like, I know you journal a lot and, and things like I do like journal that. a lot. So journaling does help me. But, like, you know what else helps me? <laughs> helps me. <laughs> it's, like, a mental thing. Like, I replay things in my head. And Ruminate. Yeah, all the time. Like, like yep. me it's, too. it's, it's always in my head. Right. So, and sometimes, and I don't know what this would be called, but like, there's times where, you know, I want to like, not that I don't feel confident, but I want to be confident in what I'm saying at that point. So mm-hmm. I will go I in know that all and too do well. research. Oh, you, you, we talked, we talked about this in the yeah. podcast that aired. Uh, yesterday, but I research and I, I understand and I gather so much information that way it just fills me in. So even sometimes I feel like, or my confidence might be drifting on certain topics or certain things, I will fill that those spots with information. Yeah. With the good information. With the good That's information. The thing, because yeah. if you focus too much on the limiting belief about yourself, like I don't have the right words, I don't have the vocabulary, versus you're gonna kill this, you're going to get your message across no matter what words you use because you're bringing your presence to the conversation mm-hmm. and your intention to the conversation. So you will accomplish it. That is what grows because that is what you're focusing on. Yeah, that brings us back to like working on yourself and whatever that looks like. You know, like if it's self-confidence that you're lacking, if it's confidence in the workplace that you're lacking, understand it more. And the second that you understand it more, you're going to become a little bit more confident. So if that's yourself, if you don't understand yourself and you're not 100% sure, taking that time to understanding yourself. So that could be meditation. That could be working out. That could be affirmations. That could say, you know, be saying positive things to yourself, taking time for yourself. That, That looks different, you know, according to everyone. You know, whatever those exercises are. When you think about confidence and my mind's in work right now, like my mind's kind of like in the workplace, set yourself up for success. So how often have you been in a room where like you'll see females kind of standing till they see the men take their preferred seats and then the females kind of just like fill in the blanks. And I'm like, hell no, I get there early, five minutes early. So I sit where I feel most confident, confident. Yep. I'm actually changing my physical space so that I can see people like I feel more confident when I can make eye contact with people. It's just a connection that I need in order to get whatever accomplished. So sometimes when you're in a meeting room and you're all the way on one end, you can't see the people talking at the other end. So I make sure that I get there. I sit in a place that I feel my most confident and I don't wait for people to pick their spots. If they wanted a certain spot, they need to get there early too. Mm -hmm. And so it's just little things that you can set yourself up for success to help breed that confidence too. Have you ever been in a position where like you, it wasn't work-related 
And it was just, you walked into a room of people that maybe weren't necessarily your people, or maybe have different lenses of glasses on where they, how they view life. Have you ever walked into a situation like that where you shut down? Yeah, I actually just did that a few weeks ago at a child's birthday party where I walked in and it felt like I was the outsider. And probably because some of these moms had closer relationships, you know, what it could be anything. I'm not even going to try to figure out why. I immediately felt like an outsider, like I did not belong. And I, I went into fight or flight. Like I could have turned on my confidence and got there, but I actually turned it off and like kind of did my own thing, which I was a little bit disappointed with myself after the fact because that would have been a great opportunity to get to know some new people, but I, it was hard for me to get past that. And like my ego definitely was like, well, you know, like what's going on here? It feels clicky, like blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, all of the external things. But really, like when I slow down and think about it, it's like you didn't do your part. Like you have something to offer the con Like, I guess I didn't feel like I had anything to offer the conversations yeah. that were happening. I didn't fit in. But then I went and kind of did my own thing and I didn't really talk to anyone and I sort of put that armor on. And so that's a perfect example. I could have met them in the middle. Like maybe they were feeling, you know, like they didn't know me. Like there's so many scenarios or situations that that could have been better for everybody that now has been sort of a missed opportunity. Yeah. I think that that's definitely happened um, to me before where I was in a room with people that I just, there was nothing in common. There was like no kind of connection. And at, there was one time where I shut down and I was not familiar with that person. I was not familiar with that. Why am I acting like this? Why am I second guessing myself? Why am I like almost like shaking a little bit? Why can't I feel like I can look up? I was like looking down to the point where I remember Dan saying, like he was in the same room. He was like, Key, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. And it wasn't until later that I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's what so it was. Like so awkward. Like So awkward. Like, like I've like never- Out of your body experience. Like you right. feel like your I've... skin is crawling. Yeah. You wanna do something different, but you're, you're going, it's like, it's neurological. Like you're going into fight or flight because you're like, I'm not gonna give them me. If they don't already know, then they're not gonna know. Well, no, right. But and like, then, how will they know? And <laughs> then it got even to is. the point where, it got even to the point where it was like, who I was wasn't enough. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, it was one, of the, it was probably one of the first experiences that I've had. I did not like the way I felt. I did not like it there. And sometimes like, these people, they were strangers, but it was more like a, um, like a, um, it, they were tied in. And yeah, sometimes I feel like when I'm speaking to complete strangers that have no idea who I am, we have no ties, connections, nothing. I feel a little bit more confident, but yeah. for some reason, I literally the was stakes like, are, the stakes are lower. I think yeah. when it's more in your inner circle, closer yeah. to home, the stakes are higher. They're higher. And I literally was like, Beth, I shriveled, I shrunk, I felt so small. And it's not because that anyone, was definitely... made me, anyone made me feel that way because no one can make you, yeah. technically no one can make you feel that way. It's something that you internalize. I felt so shrunken and in small 
to the point where I kept saying, like, Key, shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah. But I couldn't. I could not shake I it off. I didn't even get to that point then in the moment of, like, this birthday party. But I will tell you the places my mind was going was, like, all right, you know, I'm not in the in-group. Albany will never have friends. Maybe I'll have to start homeschooling her because she'll be socially awkward. Like, you know, maybe I'll start reaching out to this person. Like, that's where your mind goes. Goes. You spiral. Because it's like protect, trying to protect you when it's like, it probably wasn't all that at all. It's at like, all. you know. They probably were feeling the same way. And that's the reason why they stuck close and talked to the people they only knew so that they, you know, I mean, they probably were feeling the same exact way but as you. it's just awkward. Like you're like mid thirties in a bathing suit at a pool party. That's like packed with kids. Like what the hell are you going to talk about? Oh, what kind of bathing suit did you awkward. wear? What bathing suit did you wear? And I wore a one piece by the way, which I don't wear one pieces, but I'm like, let me wear one piece. Cause I know that's what's like, expected of me so you came there you came there not in your best i didn't i came there not in my best and honestly i should have put my toothpiece on had my belly out with my little boobs because i like that like right. that's me and i'm confident about that and i move better mm-hmm. when i can like move around and be active with my kids like that's why i like wearing a two-piece because i don't like to be constricted so wearing a one piece, I was like, it looks cute, but it also like, I feel like I can't move because a boob is going to f- pop out, you know? Right, right. And that's just not you. Like you, you came in there, you know, a lot of times, especially when you're coming into a new um, scene, you got to yeah. come as like, to me, sometimes like when, and it's something new that I, and I don't want to ever get to that place again, like. I might do a little bit of extra mascara. I might go put on a little yeah. bit more highlighter just so I can. True. Yeah. But you will get to that place yeah. again. But maybe yeah. you won't spiral as deep. As deep. And it's so true. Like, it's it's like what I just talked about in the boardroom of just, you know, making sure you get your right seat. That same exact example is me not re- putting on the right bathing suit. Yeah. Oh, so have you ever gone shopping for clothes and looked a hot mess? And like went to go try on clothes and nothing looked right. No, nothing looked right. Nothing. You didn't feel good in it. But I know, and I've I've done that plenty of times where I'm going to go look for a dress for a wedding or whatever. And And you bought it anyway. And I bought it anyway, but I didn't feel confident. And I'm like, nothing works. Nothing fits. And then you try it again where you go in and maybe you kind of get yourself together a little bit and you go out and you realize like, oh my gosh, I'm finding more things. And it's not because there's nothing that fits you or nothing that looks good on you. Is that you did not put your your best version. You were focusing on the wrong things. The wrong things. And that's what it is. Like, I always like, I remember like when I, um, when I first had the twins, right. And um, a lot of the, the advice people were giving me was even when you don't feel good, do something that makes you feel good. Get that shower, get dressed, get that shower, get dressed. And, you know, at that time, like, get dressed. That's going to take an extra 30 minutes. That's going to take an extra hour. I don't have that extra hour. And it is so true that when you show up for yourself and whatever it is that looks like, you're naturally going to feel better. You're going to feel better. And that that will have a ripple effect throughout your day. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Set yourself up. wrap it up for us here. It sounds like we have given our audience some stuff to think about yeah 
But I think for, if I could summarize it in, in just a few sentences, it's like you need to deeply know yourself and in order for that confidence to exude from you. And you have to invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. And I think that's the biggest part is invest in yourself and check your ego when it comes. We all have it. We all have one. Sometimes it shows up more often. If you feel like it, it is showing up more often, check it. And understand that ego is something that you've made up. They're not facts. Confidence is something that you've worked mm -hmm. hard for and not worked as in like putting in the hours at work. I mean, worked hard for meaning deeply rooted inside yourself. You fed yourself the good, good, and it radiates out. Mm. Give yourself some good, good people. Give yourself some good, 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 good. That good, good. All right, my loves. Follow us on Instagram at trustme underscore slash the slash podcast and listen to us wherever you get your podcast and give us a share. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you guys for being part of our tribe and we'll see you next time.